One of the uh, things that I've discussed, the Rabbi spoke about it a number of times, is there are a number of Takonis Chazal, things that the Rahamim instituted as a siyog, as a safeguard that we shouldn't violate an Aveda. For example, many laws on Shabbos, the laws of Muktza, many other laws are in essence a siyog. They meant the Rahamim instituted them as a safeguard. We shouldn't come to do a malacha. This is one of the reasons of Muktza. It's one of its reasons for many of the of the, the, the Rabbonans, many things that are prohibited with the Rabbonan. The Chachamim instituted that because the Torah itself says, Shmat, whatever the Lashon is, Shmatimus Mishmati, you should make a, a fence for my watch. You should, you should make protective barriers that Eden shouldn't come to do Avedis. Now, the question is, when Mashiach will come, are these barriers going to be in effect or not? To give a little background, there's, there's a not many points scattered points to speak about, but just to give a background, historical background. Yeah, the Torah says one of the jobs of Basin is they should make safeguards, they should make siyogim, they should make these protective barriers. However, technically, historically, most of the siyogim, although we already find certain things already instituted early on, most of the siyogim, most of the gizedas, uh, most of the decrees that the Chachamim made, as a safeguard not to do Avedis, took place primarily during the beginning of the second Beis HaMikdash, during the time of the Anshik Nesu Now, Treb explains in the Kutei Torah the reason for this is because in the first Beis HaMikdash, the reason why a person would need the protective barriers because, you know, if a person is very aware of his connection with Abisha and what Abisha wants him, he's not going to come by mistake to be Avedis and Avedis. It's only when the Cheshach of the world is more the darkness of the world is, uh, is is more is more felt, so then the person doesn't automatically, you know, he might forget himself and do from one thing will lead to another thing, and uh, you, there's much more need for a person to add protective layers. So in Meila, the Chachamim, the beginning of the second base Amikdash, even though you did the second base Amikdash, it was still the base Amikdash, but it was Shaloi Berach, it was incomparable to the level of godliness that was in the first base Amikdash. So therefore they made a lot of the Siyagam, a lot of the Gazetas of the Chachamim, were made during the second base Amikdash. Adrab, I think, in the dear another place, he explains, during the first base Amikdash, good was revealed and bad was revealed. In other words, if a person wasn't shot that a person needed the extra encouragement to know about the Eibishter. Godliness was revealed. So just a person had a choice. Either he wanted godliness, he was the But in other words, if somebody wanted the Lakos, the Lakos was open. He didn't have to go search for it. During the time of the second base, I mean, things were very different. On one hand, they weren't such a show. On the other hand, they weren't such sadiqim, meaning somebody that wanted to have Gilead Lakus, it wasn't so easily accessible as in the time of the first place, Samikdash. So Mamela, there was much more. If Taita Mitzvahs are not part of your essence, so it's much more likely you might come to slip and forget. And so the Chachamim made these, these, these protective measures. So not only that, but there were many mitzvahs. This is, a, this is something which Chassidah speaks a lot about. For example, Rosh Hashanah that falls out on Shabbos. The Chachamim said, you shouldn't blow Shafer. Why? Because we're afraid that somebody, everyone is, has to hear Shafer. Not everyone knows how to blow Shafer. There's many laws of halachas, not negated the shir, but 
Chlaf, Roshan, Nali. I hear a lot of people blowing Shafer. They don't know how long the Shvarim are supposed to be, how long the Tkis are supposed to be. But that's a separate discussion. But anyway, it says that everyone is Bukhif and Tkia Shafer. Not everyone knows how to blow Shafer. So it says, so he should go. He might say so he's going to go to a book. He's going to go to somebody that is learned in the halachas to teach him. If it's Rosh Hashanah, follow it on Shabbos. He might carry it into the Shusarab. He might uh, be married for Amos Shusarab, from Shusarab, whatever it is. He's going to violate the prohibition of carrying on Shabbos. So the Rebbe asks a question. <laughs> so this has a whole thing. How is it possible that you push away such a great, important mitzvah to Shafer? Because of a chashash, it's somebody that's not so careful about mitzvahs. I mean, somebody, you know, is on a higher level. He first of all, he doesn't know how to blow shayfer. So he doesn't know so much. And for him, it's shaykh, this chashash. It might come and take the shayfer outside and carry it in the street to find out how to blow shayfer. So he can nullify the whole mitzvah of shayfer. So this gives a whole explanation. The point of the explanation is that again, now the shayla is, the Rebbe asks, when Mashiach will come, and then you're not going to have the chashash, you're not going to anymore have the problem that uh, somebody might forget and carry on Shabbos. Mashiach will come, it won't be possible for a person to do an Aved. It says a person want to cut a fig on Shabbos, a tree will scream Shabbos again, Shabbos today, and so on and so forth. So these restrictive measures that were put in place that sometimes even pushed aside the fulfillment of a mitzvah and Atayra, are they going to be relevant when Mashiach comes? So there's many angles to the discussion. One thing is clear, the way, I mean, one, one thing is self-understood, and the way it's mashed very clearly is that, for example, blowing shayfar, Chassidus explains the reason why the Chachamim pushed away the missile blowing shayfar on Shabbos because of the Chashash, versus we're afraid that maybe someone will go and blow shayfar on, on, on Rosh Hashanah, uh, carry the shayfar out on Shabbos, is because nowadays when we blow shayfar, it's anyway after the, the after the, the after the first the, during the, uh, later on after the, the I think it was during the, even during the second base Samikdash, the level of Gilead Lakosa was drawn down through the shayfar wasn't so great, and for that level the fact on Shabbos itself or Shana which was on Shabbos Shabbos itself draws down that level, so a higher level in the first base Samikdash whenever it was then when they blew shayfar in the base Samikdash for example they, all, they did blow shayfar on Shabbos. I mean, the Shaykh taken away from Dina because there was a high level of Tkia Shaykh. It's, it's already since the generations were so to say that the level of godliness drawn down in the Shaykh was getting less. So, compared to that level, there was already no need to blow Shaykh and Ajran and Shfozad and Shabbos because, as Siddhis explains, Shabbos is also, it brings the same Amshach as Tkia Shaykh. So, Sulfan and the Sulfan Mashiach will come, we Sulfan and the will be then back to the, the, the Shaykh that will blow down again on a much higher level. So self on the self and the Birch Siddhas that then we blow we will again blow Shafir on Shabbos. Even the Medina. Even the Medina. Um, not only that, the Rebbe said another word, um, it says that they used to blow Shafir in every place there was a base. And yeah, that's, that's what it says. So Rebbe, I added what one sikh Rebbe added interesting word, the loss of every yid will have smicha. Every yid will Every yid will, will be like a basin. We'll have smicha pimeishra bein. Yeah, it'll be a bucky. It's gonna be like a basin. So now there's a point of that shot. They don't have to say that the gazette will be taken away. It's just the gazette doesn't apply when everyone is, is, is keen. Everyone everyone is like a basin. But the, the point is the, the many the, the many gazettes and servants that were put into place. The question is if these gazettes and siyagim will remain when Mashiach will come or not. You know, for example, you have even uh, um, or, 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 or other things that the Rafaman prohibited 
at least some of the reasons of the decree are exeda. You shouldn't, you know, if you're going to eat what they cook, you might you know it might lead to, to getting close to the different thing, huh? Tumen. So the question is, in all these things, the question is, in other words, the reason for the decree was why? Because there was a spiritual, spiritually our level became lower. So first of all, we needed to have more things put in place. Second of all, there's another Nakuda here, also, to explain. people say that, you know, why do we have so many more Chumras? They say, you know, our title that we have is not the same title like Moshe Rabbeinu had, like the Jews had in Europe for 100 years ago. There, things are much more simple. Today we have this Chumra and that Chumra and the third Chumra and the fourth Chumra. So there's obviously some truth. You have to know which Chumras are Takar Yitzchakim and which Nish and which are not. But nevertheless, you take the Shulchan Aruch, and then you take the, ba- the Shach and the Taz, yeah. the Magen Avram and the Taz. There's so many more details, so many things as generations went on, the more diukum they made, the more points they, they considered, and the more things become, you know, they say our privilege. The people say, you know, people, uh, you know, you need to give answers to these questions. They say, well, no, well, is this a new form of Judaism? You know, it's not. So at any rate, so, so the Rebbe says, the, the Rebbe said this a few times, I think, but one thing, place, it's, it's, it's I think that this is, this is something which is brought a number of places, the Rebbe says that they did it with a great amount of, of, of enthusiasm, a great amount of gishmak. they don't really do a mitzvah you know, it's called blooded as we say, so in order that our mitzvah should be able to match up to the level of the mitzvah, they did with all the yukim, with all the chumras and everything, so that those extra things are, uh, in a certain sense, give our mitzvahs the same, whatever you want to call it, spiritual, uh, spiritual strength, that it should match up. And, you know, people, yeah, it was not advice. Maybe they didn't have to be worried about having milk with me, with the chicken because they would come to eat meat. But, but when they, but they, their, their level of separation from milk and meat in the nefesh, how careful they were, you know, ba'etzam was much greater than, uh, than we are. So for us, adding all these restrictions match that level of commitment or whatever you want to call it, whatever the mitzvah is supposed to accomplish with man abayis. There's another nekud also, I would just say, when they get to our conversation, the Rebbe says, whatever, what, the more there's a pirza, the more together you have to have. The more the Chacham, they added more restrictions when things were getting out of hand, they made more fences. But people say, people aren't so careful about this anyway, so let's be a little bit more lax, yeah? The truth is that in Titus, the way the Chacham worked was Rav Bikamotz of Begadah Bagadah Rav, so they found something wrong, he made an extra fence. So it was Manazad, people, you know, whatever, but I don't want to get into the discussion because it's just, yeah. I think his mother, uh, Mshat, you don't see that. Mshat, you did, anyway, fine. So, getting back to the, the, so the question is, in other words, there's certain reasons, both practical and also spiritual, you could say, why the Chachamim made these extra fences. 
when Mashiach will come, our level will be on such a, on a spiritual level, there'll be no need really for these fences. It's not practically, no Jew's going to forget himself and sin spiritually also. Uh, you could understand the level of our of our connection and, and our observance of the mitzvahs will be that you could say that we don't need these extra siyagim, these extra gzeiras, similar to the way Yidin Surdebish in the time of the first Beis Hamidosh, they didn't need all the extra gzeiras that the Chachamim made in the second Beis Hamidosh. So, there's a number of points to consider here, but there's an, I, I would just give, there's another fundamental point which Rabbi Shpater mentioned, which the Rebbe mentions in a few places, and it gives also a whole different perspective of the concept of Siyagim. The Rebbe brings the Gemara, the Gemara says that Avram Avinu kept the whole Torah, even Eruvit Avshilin. And Eruvit Avshilin is the Chayre Drabonon, whatever it is, but the Rebbe points out from there, the Rebbe says from this Lashon is Mashma that even the Siyagim, Avram Avinu kept even those things that only generations later, not even right when the Torah was given, we're talking about generations later in the time of the second base Hamikdash, the Chachamim are going to be gozer as a siyog, the Chachamim make it as a fence. And there have been another, a few other places, he also brings some different sources that even before this particular thing was prohibited by the Chachamim, nevertheless, the Maisa itself was like a Maisa Shol Gnai, the actual action of doing something which, according to the nature of this physical world, could lead a person inadvertently to do a sin, even if though that's not a sin itself, but it's not an appropriate action, so to say. For example, Pasak. Huh? For example, Any Pasak. Place, anything. So in other words, the Rebbe said, the Rebbe, the Rebbe's Bechadish, interesting observation, the Rebbe says that the Eden, you know, even, even, when, even when it wasn't prohibited, but They'll say it still remained by Avramovino. I think the Rebbe says about it even before Matan Torah. Rebbe has all the discussion about doing something. But they say that they would do it. You know that that's you know that even then it wasn't prohibited, but it wasn't it wasn't a Indian shalach So, so the question here is, what's going to happen when Mashiach comes? So I'll say it like this: there, there's, there's well, let's first discuss the nigla. Don't get into the chsids or whatever. There's a Gemara that the, there's a Rambam in Al-Khismam, and the Rambam discusses the things that the types of things that the Sanhedrin Institute could decide upon, or, 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 or things that they could, Zaydas uh, and Shogun fences that they make. And the Rambam explains that if the Sanhedrin decided, the High Court decided a certain thing should be done a certain way, because a certain understanding of the Torah, the next court that comes up, the next generation could rethink and reconsider the whole thing, and they could decide otherwise. For example, I don't want to get into the discussion, but Rashi and Rabbeinu Tam, yeah? When did the Machlekes of Rashi and Rabbeinu Tam start? How is it possible there should be a Machlekes of Rashi and Rabbeinu Tam? When Moshe Rabbeinu gave Tefillin, the Rambam writes that how do we know that an Esrik is an Esrik? But in the Gemara, you have different Sukkim Hagenot. The Rambam says, it's not how we know Esrik is Esrik. We know that Esrik is Esrik, because from the time of Moshe Rabbeinu Nan, all the Eden, this was the fruit they were taking for the Esrik. It's just the Chachamim in the Gemara, Misach the Sukkah, trying to find Sukkim, which, how you see in the Torah that this fruit is the Esrik, is entered in the Torah itself. But things that we have, that we did day to day, you don't need the, they, they had a straight line of tradition. There was no question what it was all about. But the question is, how did Rashi Rabbeinu Tam come about? Check well, what did all Jews wear until the times of Rashi Rabbeinu Tam. So that says a mighty thing of The Rebbe says there are certain things that are given Allah al Sinai. Certain things that Abishah gave to Moshe Rabbeinu. 
And he gave him, for example, in Tefillim, it says, Rasuish Chayris, that the Rasuish should be black as Alochal Meishim Yisinai. That has to be Ribua, it has to be square, Alochal Meishim Yisinai. The order of the Pashis, the Machlekes of Rashi Rabbeinu Tam, which revolves around the order of the Pashis, is based on understanding Psukim. Miskash Avayis Adod, you compare two Vahayis together, whatever it might be. It wasn't told clearly to Meishim Rabbeinu. So the Epishter uh, so, so the the told Moshe Rabbeinu certain details that are clear. The Epishter gave Moshe Rabbeinu other things that was left up to the Sanhedrin to decide based on their understanding of the Yud Gimel Midrash or Torah Nidrashas, certain ways how you understand Torah. So the time, so the right when the Torah was given, there were two ways to understand the, the Mitzvah of Tshulam. So what happened? In each generation, the San- Sanhedrin sat down and they decided, kach v'kach. It's actually a point they saw recently in Maestro and I think it was, that they asked them, even the Deir HaMid, but which film did they wear? Rashi Rabbeinu Tams. He went to the big debakers and he woke up and he said they wore Rabbeinu Tams film. You said it? The Deir HaMid, the sounds of Rebbe's gave a beer up, he interesting. So the Rebbe explained because the Sanhedrin, they decided, they took a vote, the 71 Sanhedrin, most of them understood they're supposed to put on film, let's say the way like Rashi, as they put them like Rashi. If another generation later, they rethink it and they and they, their reasonings, they, they look at it in a different way and they just, most of the Sanhedrin then decides, they reconsider, they decide to pass in Rabbeinu Tam, the Lacha becomes like Rabbeinu Tam. So the Rebbe says, interesting thing, the Rebbe explains the Lacha Tchila, both Nabuz and Abisha gave the Torah, there were those details, certain details of Chathil will have to be interpreted in a number of ways. And and they halpi halach, you could have had you it was possible you had one time the Sanhedrin will do like this, and the next Sanhedrin the next generation will do like that. So you always had each one in at its time was a valid form of fulfilling the mitzvah. Now we have that it's accepted Allah is like Rashi, but Apikabolo, Rabbinam Tam Zaikit Amas, whatever the beer might be. So getting back to this, yeah. That's a good question. I didn't feel I would. <laughs> 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 I had both. <laughs> but anyway, this is the, 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 the discussion which we'll leave for another time. I want to get back. So the, so the Rambam writes that those things that are that are in there, certain things that the Chachamim understand based on how they rule, based on they understand Torah, that another Sanhedrin could change. As long as they're greater they're greater in wisdom and the amount of people that vote, Ramam says they're greater in, in count. Every Sanhedrin is only 71 people. It means that the amount of people that voted in this next case are greater than the amount of people that voted in the first case. But then the Ramam brings like this, it says, but something that was instituted as a siyog, something that wasn't instituted because that something that wasn't decided based on how the Chachamim dash in the Torah but something that was decided in order as a fence to stop people from doing an Aveda so then no basin could ever come later and be Mavato they can't say that since the reason doesn't apply anymore and people are anyway careful about this whatever it is they take it away I mean there are certain criteria in that itself obviously but in general Rambam says there's a Gemara that says there's 18 things 18 Shulas that even if Elyon of himself would come, or the Rambam interprets to mean that any basin would come, you can't, you cannot overrule that. So from that is Mashmalach, very clearly that Pashal that the Siyogim won't apply, uh, will still apply. However, um, from in certain Sikhs, the Rebbe clearly said in other places it seems that the siyogim won't apply. Now, I, I would make a, a strong dif- the, the, the difference. Those siyogim that apply in the place of fulfillment of a mitzvah, for example, loin shreif and Shabbos, 
So the Torah wants you should blow shofar. The Chachamim, because of the time, whatever they instituted, they shouldn't blow shofar because a person might carry the shofar to happen. But obviously, you know, what, what, you know, the, the, the ideal goal is they should blow the shofar on, on, on Shabbos. In other words, the best way for fulfilling Tater Mitzvahs is that you should blow Shefer, just as a chashash. So that chashash is taken away, there's more room to say that that shofar is taken off. But there's other shofar, other things that were added. So from some stichas, it was clearly mashmah, even those will be taken away. How does that, how do you reconcile that with the Gemara and about Eliyahu and Ravi? So you could say, it was just with the Chafshir. you could say that even that, in other words, like this. There's a certain thing that once a Chachamim instituted the Gazeta, we don't we'll never want to take it away. But let's say we're living on a totally new world with the whole Chashash. Not only now, there's no reason to suspect that somebody might forget. But the whole Metzias, the whole, the whole, the whole, the whole type of world that where that type of uh, uh, mistake is possible doesn't exist anymore. So I'll give you a Duma. For example, you know, there's this opinions that you know, the Gemara says, Mitzvah Betelah Sasai, the Mitzvah will be nullified when Mashiach will come. So the question is, first of all, that means literally, not literally. You have to explain, it doesn't mean literally, but the artist shouldn't learn it literally. The question is, how does that fit with what we know that the trade is eternal? Yeah? So Taka, the Rebbe gives a whole beer because of that, it's not literal. But, but other people also ask the same question. So they say it's not, in Pshat, it's not a contradiction. Because if the Torah itself gives a limit until when the mitzvahs will apply, so it's, the, it's, the Torah is saying, it's only until this time. Doesn't, doesn't, it's not going against the eternity of the Torah. Because the Torah itself is saying that these mitzvahs only, only apply until Mashiach, mitzvahs in general only apply until Tchiyat Sameis, whatever it is. Afterwards, it's a new tkuf, it's a new period, a new way of life. The Torah was never, the fulfillment of the mitzvahs in the literal sense was never meant for that time. So it's not a contradiction to the eternity of the Torah. In a similar way, again, it's just my own way of putting it, but possibly, but that could be, I'm totally wrong, that when does a siyog apply, when there's a world, that it's still possible that someone would forget. The Lamayel, Yonavi comes, and Sadan comes and says, no, now we don't have Tachashash, everyone is learned, everyone is, knows their stuff, there's nothing to worry about, don't forget. So then, so then, you can't take away the gazeta. But if you're living in a world that's poshit not shaykh, let's say it's not shaykh from Tzi, it's a from Muksa, you should come to, to do a malach, let's say. That's through holding it, you should come to carry. Not that it's not shaykh, the person should forget. The whole world changes. It's not shaykh from Tzi. So then, you can say that the gazeta was never applied to that type to that type of time in the first place. just but, but, but that's one thing. On the other hand, on the other hand, the Rebbe did say the other one, <laughs> Uh, the Rebbe did say that the Siogum will remain. The Rebbe gave very good shmack in here. Very good, and I'll explain. What is the reason why the Torah makes fences? The Pashtas you learn because, you know, it's like, it's a negative thing. You know, in order you shouldn't come to do a sin, people might forget and do a sin, the Torah makes fences. So, what's going to happen when Mashiach will come? So we're gonna we're gonna say like I mentioned before, there won't be a need to worry about that negative aspect that people might forget themselves and come to sin. So the extra precautionary offenses will be taken away. But the but the, but if you look about it, first of all, the certain the Torah itself says you should make siyog. Torah itself tells us that you should make fences. When Sheikh will come, that mitzvah will be taken away. That's also part of the Torah. Second of all, the certain things in the Torah itself. That are minha toida, but the toida itself defines them as a siyog, as a precautionary measure. I, there's a number of examples. One, one example that I remember says, Lay sikrivu legalis erva. 
a person can't be show affection to a erva, to a woman that's prepared upon him, so it shouldn't lead him further to sin. So that's the lav minat but the Torah itself is saying that it's lo yisikim This act is prohibited because it will lead, could lead to, it could lead to something further. So you see that the concept of a siyog is something that is sanctioned minat itself. So the Rebbe says, I, I, I don't remember exactly the Lashem, but the Nekudah Sadevar and the point of the Rebbe explains like this. The Rebbe says, the Mashiach will come, will also be fences, at least some fences. It seems that you'll have to, if you have to try to reconcile all the Rebbe's sikhs, you probably have to find a difference between which fences, yes or no. But the Rebbe is like this. The fences won't be there as a negative thing. A person, we have this thing because a person, in order to prevent the person from forgetting himself from sinning, we're adding these fences. No, something that you something that you want to do, you add the same way you do a mitzvah behidr. You know, you, you add more, so to say, than you're commanded to do in order to beautify the mitzvah. Although it says something that you're not meant to do as a positive thing, as a way of trying to serve the should even better or show more. How much more, you know, you know, uh, careful you are about this thing. You'll have these extra fences, not because, not just to prevent you shouldn't forget, but it's, it's more of a positive thing. That's a minion that you're serving the Abishad in a way that every single thing that might lead to this. But it's not so much you worry about yourself; you might forget to. But it's, it's, it's to, in order to to to, to serve the Abishad in the best way possible. So even something which is sim- somewhat similar, I'm going to refrain from doing it. Not because it might lead to sin, and that's my whole cheshbon. That it's in some sense a way of beautifying the mitzvah, a way of yeah. So, so, so the Rebbe did use. I think it's kisaytze kisavit tafshim amtes. If I'm not mistaken, it's around that 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 time. The Rebbe explained. The Rebbe explained this word. In other words, that there will be siyogim. Again, it could be, you know. Uh, if you look at the Rebbe Sikhs, it's, you know, something the Rebbe Sarazai, something the Rebbe Sarazai, but at least in this B, it's very geschmack of word, because Siyogim is in Minat Torah, and not, but the question is just, what's the perspective behind it? Is the perspective behind it just because there's negativity in the world, so we have to have these fences, so once negativity is gone, the fences are not, not needed anymore? Or no, it's not as a negativity, it's as, but it's Al-Derech, Avraham Avinu kept the Siyogim, it's Al-Derech, before modern day, even the Rebbe says kept the Siyogim, because it's a certain way of showing that they, you know, the Ebishti said, this is also it's even something which is similar to somewhere, I'm going to refrain from doing it to show how much I'm dedicated to serving the Ebishti. Fine. This is just... Uh, that was Fine, I'm saying I went through, I went through the basic... I went through the basic outline of the... trying to cover the basic. Right, right. maybe this